This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone and welcome to the No Nay Never Football Show and Podcast. I am your host Natalie Bromley and it is finally here. It is our championship special. After clinching promotion away at Borough a few weeks ago, Burnley have finally, finally got their hands on that championship trophy. And my goodness, did we do it in style You could not have written a better ending to the season than this. After the disappointment of that home loss against QPR, losing our winning streak and our home record, it was written in the stars that Burnley would, in fact, lift the title at Ewood Park, right in front of our fiercest rivals. A night to talk about for generations, a night that none of us will forget in a hurry. We're going to give you a full analysis later on, but for now, here's some immediate reaction from Known and Ever of some of the talking points and reaction to that title. Good evening. It's Tom here. Hope you're all all sufficiently recovered from uh, from last night's celebrations. I wasn't lucky enough to get a golden ticket to beat Ewood Park last night, but that certainly didn't put a dampener on the rugby's celebrations. Not only did we seize the league title, but to do it in our biggest rival's own backyard is something that certainly won't be forgotten for a long time. Yeah, fantastic. Still over the moon, uh, still on cloud nine with it all. Um, it's just been a, a season of amazing moments, hasn't it? And I think even after the QPR game, you know, we were disappointed, wasn't we? But I think that was quickly forgotten. Uh, we're getting the win at Ewood Park and all the more. I think in some ways it's all the more sweeter that we possibly wasn't at our best. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I think, and, and, it, and it leaves possibly a little bit more salt in the wounds some Blackburn fans. Brilliant night. What a just, uh, you'll never, we'll never do that, you know. To win the league title at your greatest rival's ground, it's just brilliant. What a feeling. What a brilliant night. What a brilliant season. Up the Clarence. I thought the way we stood up to pressure um, was outstanding. And you know what? We was on the back foot for for a while in that game. Unfortunately, um, I had a ticket last night and I had to give it up for work, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, no! Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, 
yeah, it was it was it was one of them. Um, but yeah, no, my auntie took it, so hopefully she fully enjoyed it. Um, and then yeah, like I said, I thought we stood up really well. Um, you know, I was watching it, thinking, God Almighty, we're under pressure here, and it was nerve wracking. And mm. I think the two substitutions changed the game. And I thought Cork when he come on, listen, maybe maybe an orange card for him with that tackle. It was a little bit naughty, but oh, I can see an argument for a red there. To be honest, yeah, I can see an argument for both. So I. I'll stay on the fence with a nice uh, hypothetical orange card. Um, well, apparently, yeah, you know, it was a, apparently it was a booking plus, and I didn't know that this existed. It's a yellow, apparently it's a yellow okay, plus yeah, card. Yeah. yeah, he got that. Yeah, it's well, like a well, that's interesting. Um, mm. I've never heard of that, to be honest. Me neither. You know, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, obviously, the ref did give him a bit of a stern talking to, but ultimately, he come on and he rattled a few of the cages, did, didn't he? I thought for 60 minutes, you know, I put a tweet out. I thought Adam Wharton was absolutely out, 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 oh, outstanding. He's some player, isn't he? You know, when you look at, you know, an 18, you know, take away the Blackburn thing, you know, an 18-year-old young English player. And he, I would say he's the first midfielder who's been able to dominate mm. a game against us. And But once Cork went on and he, he really upped the intensity and I think the rest of the players... Um, yeah, stepped up and his tackle and his assist led led to Benson's goal too. So I think, you know, we could, you know, you do question company at, at times. And, you know, I thought overall, he, he, personally, by the Vitinho inclusion, um, I thought he got it pretty much right last night, to be honest with you. Yeah. All the lads have played a huge part over the season, but the man of the moment is the one and only Manuel Benson. He's had two opportunities to score the goal um, over the last week to try and seal the league title, which were unfortunately nullified. So it was great for him to seize the opportunity last night with Wonderstrike Mark III to become the hero that we all know he is. The goal really epitomises the transformation that Burnley have made over the last season to become a really exciting football inside. Back in August, I did my first podcast. It was called Marvellous Manuel, and it hailed his super sub appearance off the bench, something which he became known for the remainder of the season. His physicality was questioned at the beginning, especially against some of the bigger sides, but after working in training sessions with some of the more brutal lads in the team, he was soon growing confidence and was able to stand his ground and take on these challenges. Defenders know that he's going to cut in from the right and curl an absolute peach of a goal into the net, but they just can't do anything about it. With 13 goals in all the competitions, we should have believed Vincent Company when he said that he didn't need an out-and-out striker when goals were able to come from all over the pitch. Our marvellous, magical, miraculous Manuel. What an amazing goal, um, you know, to get it. Benson again, kind of cutting in, uh, cutting in inside and just whipping it into the top corner. Three out of three games, he's done that. Um, you know, and he's been a real boost for us having him having him back in the side. Imagine how many more goals he would have scored if he kept fully mm. fit all, all season. And I think he's got 10 championship goals already. Just here to talk a little bit about the uh, the decisions in, in the game last night. It's the two big, uh, big talking points. So taking them in chronological order, the first one was uh, was Jack Cork. Uh, I thought he made a massive difference to the game when he came on. We we uh, I think we struggled in the first half to control the midfield. Uh, you had Wharton. Why uh, why Adam Wharton didn't play in the first game is beyond me. But he was pulling the strings for for Blackburn in that midfield. I think they won the midfield battle. But Cork coming on was a good sub. He turned the tide. Uh, wasn't afraid to put himself about. He was quite lucky, I thought, not to get booked in, in for the first tackle, the one where he's just a bit late on their on their bloke. Um, he does get through his ankle, and I think that that was a yellow. 
obviously you get it quite a lot in diver games where the ref's just a bit lenient, maybe just forgives the first foul just so it doesn't turn into a you know, a red card fest. Um, so the, I mean, uh, leaving that aside because I think that's the yellow. But if if he's on a yellow, he doesn't make the second tackle. So there's no point saying we should we should have gone for two yellows. Um, the one that he did get booked for, um, obviously the debate is whether or not it's a straight red. Um, he gets the yellow card. I think it's one where you couldn't have really complained if you got sent off because the challenge is just the technique's really poor it's two feet off the floor which is which is that really that should be a, a red um but i think it's the way that he does it that that it's maybe sort of an orange card i think the ref maybe just decides that to, to be lenient with it because of the outcome of it so he goes two feet off the floor but he doesn't uh he doesn't really trap the the, the man's leg so his left foot he's, he's quite a way off the right foot um and that's why it's not a potential leg breaker because he doesn't trap the foot you know if, if, if you go in there and scissor the standing leg with a planted foot then that's a leg breaker but there's never any danger of him doing that and credit to the Blackburn man actually he doesn't make a, a meal of it he gets up and plays on um, I think the ref's got the yellow card out because of the fact that he, two feet have left the floor um, and I think it's not a red because because of the fact that you know he doesn't he doesn't hit a planted leg, he doesn't really make contact with the man at all. He does play the ball, so probably a fair decision. Although again, he couldn't have really complained too much if he was sent off for that. Um, going on to the uh, to the to the the last minute handball. Um, so Barnes, the arm is out, and I think that's probably why it is a handball. Um, it's not a natural body shape. He's made himself bigger. He's 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 gained an advantage from from having his arm held out. Um, but having said that, the the cross is from about a yard away. He hasn't really got time to pull his arm out of the way. Um, you know, you can argue his arm should be out there in the first place. <clears throat> but I don't think it's quite a stonewall as some people are making out because of the distance. You know, I think if that happens after twenty minutes of the game. I think it's forgotten about pretty quickly. I think the reason it's become such a big talking point is at, at this point, you know, Blackburn have not really given Yorick much to do in, in the whole game. They've run out of ideas. Um, all we really saw from him in the last few minutes was the, the that corner uh, coming into the box. Um, and it's desperation, really, at that point. You know, they, they, they know they need an equaliser to, to, to save the playoff aspirations, really, to stop us... Uh, Becoming league champions at Ewood, um, and I think that's probably why you hear such a big outcry. You, you notice sort of a minute after that, um, their man does the exact same thing. So there's a ball on the edge of the box. He controls it with his arm. Um, the cross gets headed away, and that's when Benson breaks away and hits the bar. But again, there's no. That's the same thing. You know, his arms out. He controls it with his arm actually, and and there's not been any mention of that at all. Um, you know, if that cross comes over and they score from it. Just as controversial, really, but um, it wasn't mentioned at all, and that's because you know we we, we weren't desperate like they were. So again, uh, I wouldn't have complained if it had been given, but you can see the reasons for it not being given, especially when where the cross comes. So you know where it's blocking the linesman's view. Um, so probably got away with one a bit there, but you know let's cast our minds back to to previous games against the odd enemy uh, you know the last time they beat us you know it's over going back a long time now but the last time they beat us was a, a blatant dive from from Olsen um, almost as blatant as Barnes in the first half last night uh, but it's a blatant dive uh, of course that was the last time they actually managed to, to beat us and 
of course, we all remember what happened uh, in 2013. David done about four yards offside. How you missed that little fat get that far offside, I don't know. But uh, they got away with one there, and you could argue we got away with one or two last night. But, you know, we've been in the Premier League a long time, and we know what happens. The bigger club gets the decisions, and, uh, and so it proved again. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so Rich, one of the talking points that we are highlighting on this episode um, takes us right back to the beginning of the game before we knew what our destiny was going to be last night. And there was a very much a sharp intake of breath when the team was announced. An untested partnership of Alda Keel and Charlie Taylor Jordan Bayer suffering a foot injury just before the game and Taylor, Taylor Howard Bell has been pushed down to the bench. The justification from, from VK was that he wanted the left-sided option um, and the experience of Taylor and he felt that Alder Keel had massively outperformed in the uh, big games. During the game, Charlie Taylor did give us quite a few heart-in-mouth moments and a lot of people, including me, were wondering whether or not it was time to take him off and bring Harwood Bellis on to try and keep hold of the game. You've got, you're very much in Camp Taylor from last night. You were impressed with his performance, irrespective of the heart and mouth moments. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to state your side of the case and let us know what particularly impressed you with Charlie Taylor last night. Yeah, I just, listen, I, I, let's, let's, let's look at it from a point of view of, yes, he had two poor moments. We're not going to get away from that. He gave the ball away twice. You know, when you try and do a crive turn in your own box, it's, to me, that's a little bit silly at, at that stage of the game. Yeah. You know, he shouldn't be doing that. But ultimately, he's being asked to play that way. And um, other than that, I don't understand the reaction to it. Like, I thought he was an absolute rock at the back. Um, he, you know, he headed balls away. You know, even in the last minute, you know, he got across his defender when he looked like they were going to score. And, you know, I know he went out for a corner, but he cleared the ball away. Um, like, like I said, he blocked it. He read the game really well. Um, I would challenge anybody. Well, not challenge. That's the wrong word. I would advise people to go and download an app called Sofa Score. Um, I think I think Dave Roberts might use it. Charlie Taylor was the best outfield player for Burnley on that rating. He had eighty nine percent passing accuracy throughout the games. People say his passing was bad. He had eighty nine percent, which is a very high level. But people only remember two two moments. In a game, um, I can't remember some of the other stats about headers and clearances, but he was the number one in the Burnley team. And then when you look at his heat map, he was covering the centre half position and the left back position. He was covering Matson yes. a lot, a, 
a lot of Matson the time. had a poor game again last night. Yeah, Matson did have a poor game. And I just felt it was just like, yeah, he made a couple of bad moments. So maybe when you're emotional watching the game, you kind of think, oh my God, get him off, get tail off. He's having a nightmare. That's how but I reacted. How many shots on target did Blackburn have? No. Uh, th- one, I think. <laughs> maybe one or two, one, long yeah. range, nothing. For nothing. all of their did anyone, possession. Did anything get past him? No. Well, listen, he's not as good as Bay. He's not as good as Howard Bellis. Howard Bellis has been a little bit shaky since he's come back. Come And it'd be very, very interesting if you... And I know he's, I don't think he's been asked this, if somebody asked a company what his reaction to Taylor's performance was. And I yeah, think, you know, and I think he was strong. Listen, and you've got to understand that Taylor's Taylor's not a ball player. He's not a centre-half. No. Is he? And, and he's not, and it does show at times. But I just seen some of their reaction. I thought it was just quite, uh, quite hyperbolic, really, and quite over the top. Because yeah, they had a couple of little spells, and I can understand the clamour. You know, maybe he's, he's had a good game so far, so get it, get him off before he, before he does anything too daft. <laughs> it's like um, but, goal. but like ultimately, he can pose himself back. You know, I, I thought he can pose himself really well, and yeah. um, I don't like to use the word scapegoat, but I thought I thought it was a little bit over the top, and it was like maybe an outlet, I think, for the nerves. I think he gave yeah, possibly, fans, yeah, yeah, like it was a really nervy game. I was absolutely bricking it all the way through. It was not comfortable. My heart was racing, and when and Newich has, has, has given this outlet a lot in the season as well. When you give you that heart in mouth moment, it, it pushes you over the edge, and you, all of that yeah. tension comes out. And you're like, oh, for God's sake, you know, and it's. It gives you an outlet for your frustration, and I think that's probably what we saw with Charlie Taylor last night. In that it gave it gave fans an easy way just to let those um, frustrations out. Um, and but I think I think you're absolutely right. I think what I hadn't necessarily picked up on is that Charlie Taylor did the it did defending. the ugly stuff. Well, he did the ugly stuff, which is look at you know the game away at Luton. He started. He was outstanding. He's not a good passer of the ball, but he'll put his body on the line. He'll head it away. He'll block it. And the last two games, he started at centre-back. Unless I'm wrong, I think we've kept clean sheets. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think I saw a few comments saying that what, what Charlie Taylor does, because he is that blend of the old school to the new, yeah. he does slow the, da- the game down a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. pressure. And I think that was probably one of the frustrations last night as well, because we were facing an onslaught of pressure from the Rovers players, you know, like conceding corners. We know that we've not traditionally been that comfortable with with um, corners, defending corners at times this season. Do we really want to give them an opportunity to try and score from a set piece, which is what it only looks like they were doing? Um, you know, putting balls out for corners and just inviting that pressure by giving the ball. But is that Taylor's fault? Is that Taylor's fault with conceding corners? Uh, there was a couple like, of times when he did okay. when he did put the ball out for the corner when Bayer and Ta- Taylor Hall was better to be more comfortable to play it out, get it to the wings and press it. I think we can say, I don't know this, but I wonder if we conceded more corners yesterday than we usually do because that's that's one of our strengths. We don't invite those set pieces because we don't. I don't think that's Taylor though. I think like from watching it, you know, I spoke to my dad who was live. He said the midfield just was not showing for the ball. No, all. no, they absolutely weren't. So, I, 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 can, I can remember three, I think, in the last 15 minutes where... Um, Taylor himself headed the ball out of play. Where I, I wonder whether uh, one of our other defenders might. But, have but then, right, you out. come back to this, and then you say Taylor headed the ball away for 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 a corner, a throw in. But then you're moaning at, but fans are moaning when he's trying to play out from the back. So what yeah, do you exactly. want? Exactly, what's he supposed to do? That's what. Yeah. That's what I'm. He can't like. win. Yeah. Yeah, he can't. This is the more yeah, point yeah. I'm making. He can't win. Yeah. Um, 
What did you so, want from Charlie Taylor last night? He yeah, did, what you, like, he kept a clean sheet. You don't want him to play one. out, don't. But then he has to. He has to. You then have to be able to defend the corners properly, which we did, to be fair. Yeah, um, in more ways than. And one. I think sometimes you've got to look at the bigger picture. Why did he head the ball out? What led up to that was was Matson out of position. Was you know it's hard to remember all the game, isn't it? I've not a chance to watch it again because it's you know. No, I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, you know, and I think sometimes it is good to watch the game again and you can see it. Yeah. In a different light, isn't it? When you're less emotional, and but like you know, going on from from from, from Taylor, it's an interesting. But how good was Alda Keel? Like he was my man, man of the match last night. Oh, he was he was my man of the yeah. match by a considerable distance. I Vicky thought he was outstanding. Spot on. He said yeah. he shows up for the big games, and he was. It was like he was cool. It was like yeah. And and he's passionate at the end, and he was like so excited to win the title. And VK was giving. I just thought he's going to be a real talent. He's going to he's be, going our to be a talent. And, yeah, we're going to sell him for a lot of money. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah I remember at Middlesbrough because like watching the celebrations, and obviously he played really well at Middlesbrough. Alder Keel. Yeah, he did. He looked. He just looked like a, not not in a bad way, in a nice way, like a rabbit in the headlights. Yeah, the celebrations, he did. Like he couldn't believe his luck that he so got excited. a move from a smallish club in Belgium to come to this team, and he's gone now in, in the, the Premier, Premier League. League. Yeah. You know, and I think he'll play more than we think, actually, next, I next year. I do, too. Yeah, and if we do one Keith thing Bayer, is... sorry, if you could yeah. say that, those, those, those three there to have, Harwood Bellis, Bayer, Aldekiel and Ekdal, like, yeah. how amazing are our centre-halves? And the one thing Aldekiel's got is pace. Yes. That's, you know, Did you, you see him last night? He recovered. There was a couple of times where they broke the defence and he just followed them and just took the ball off them. Really good. And, yeah, fantastic. And I think... Ekdal reads the game probably the best still at about, I'd say, in terms of just being a rock of a defender. Yeah. But he does lack that pace, which you can get caught with in the Premier League. So yeah. it's just really exciting, isn't it? And you look at a young player like him and where he's developed um, in the short space of the time and how much he's going to keep improving and developing. And yeah, it's very exciting. Um, so yeah, no, it's an interesting debate, isn't it? And and how you look and analyse games in different ways and and I think, and, and I think George is someone who reads, sees the game like he looks up maybe what Barnes does well all the time. And I think me and Tom look at maybe kind of get frustrated by Barnes a little bit more than other. Oh, Barnes I know. Would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle just, trying to referee you all. Like, going, yeah. What can I pick out for the podcast here? What can we use? But yeah, yeah so no, no, it's all good. Excellent. Well, thanks, Rich. That's really great. Um, I really wanted to get your views on Taylor because I know you were very, very keen to highlight the good things he did last night. So excellent input as always. Cheers, Natalie. Thank you very much. The Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the Talk Sport Fan Network. Natalie Bromley is the host and editor and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Richard Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby, Adam Dennett and Robbie Kopak. Our music is provided by George Gaskill and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonadnever.substack.com. Our thanks as ever go to our partners TalkSport. We are as ever proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.